This is Joseph Timmons with Zombie Wolf Magazine. I want to welcome you to In the Groove, our exclusive podcast series through Zombie Wolf Magazine off of our website. And uh, this is where we get to talk to some of the best and greatest musicians of our time and let you know what they're doing. And today, I have a special treat for you. I am interviewing Maxwell Carlyle. Uh, he is the guitarist for Hellion, as well as his own magnificent solo career in metal. And uh, I'm going to bring him on the line, and we're going to talk about what's been going on and let you know what's going on next. So, Maxwell, if you would. How you doing, man? <laughs> I always <laughs> I always get people with that. They're like, uh, what do I say first? Okay. So, a couple things. I you know did a little research on you here, and... Um, this is the stunning expose that we go through. And uh, I like the sound of paper on the desk. It makes me sound all official here. <laughs> so uh, as well as being a massive shred guitarist with uh, a long legacy of music in your short but sweet lifetime, um, you're a competitive bodybuilder? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing music and, you know, been involved in the bodybuilding slash fitness world for I mean, I've been doing both of those things for about the same length of time. I mean, we're looking at, you know, probably more like, you know, about 15 years on both of them. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I competed in many, many bodybuilding competitions. And even, you know, even you know these days, obviously, I'm doing my solo band. I'm doing all the touring with Hellion. So my schedule is pretty intense these days. But I, I still, you know, I still train in the gym all the time and, and uh, you know, eat my chicken breasts and all that good stuff. And <laughs> well, I just kind of uh, yeah. It, it's I kind of picture you going to really the gym. I picture you going to the gym. You're lifting all those big heavy weights, and then going to the studio and picking up guitar, and it like flies out of your hand through the wall or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I actually do have a problem with. Uh, I break the the knobs on my guitars like all the time. I'm like not the surprised. volume knobs in particular because I. I you know, I'll be playing, and you know, you're on stage. You get to a moment where you have to be real quiet. You know, and I slam the volume knob down, and then I've, I've broken—I mean, I've broken—I don't know—probably twenty volume knobs you know, <laughs> over the course of a few years. Well, there's some there's some guitar companies that are now uh, making guitars out of solid steel and metal. I mean, maybe we should make sure you get those kind of guitars. You know, <laughs> don't yeah, I, need, I need endorsement. You know, solid steel <laughs> guitars. <laughs> Ancient warlords, the spirits at my side As we ride on 
So, um, touring with Hellion, I mean, Anne Boleyn is just an amazing person. So, I mean, touring with Hellion, I mean, what what is that like? Oh, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's it's a great experience. I mean, even though, I mean, I've been playing for a long time, but in that band, you know, I'm kind of the new kid in the band. And, I mean, you know, Hellion, you know, it's been around since the early to mid-80s, you know, and the band, you know, kind of took a hiatus in the 2000s, and then, you know, just came back, uh, came back, you know, just recently, but came back real strong, and I was lucky enough to get the gig, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's been great, I mean, touring with Anne, you know, like you said, she's an incredible person, incredible performer, and the rest of the lineup is killer, too, I mean, Simon Wright, and Scott Warren, and, I mean, everybody else involved is really really top-notch people. It's, it's just been a great experience for me. And you uh, got to work with Ken Scott, I believe? Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's, you know, legendary, legendary British producer. I mean, he's, he's worked with everybody from the Beatles to the Stones, you know, to, I mean, just the who's who of, of great artists, you know. And uh, not, so, you know, he hasn't worked with a lot of metal bands. You know, he's more of a, you know, rock and roll and even some pop stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he produced, uh, engineered, and, and, and kind of co-produced the uh, the new album. And it was, I mean, that was just another thing. I mean, he's, he's this great, great British guy, you know, and he's got this great British accent, you know, and he's been around the world a million times, and so he'll, like, sit in the studio, and he'll, like, kick his feet up on the console and drink, you know, drink tea and tell you stories about John Lennon and this kind of thing. So, I mean, that was... I I, I I would have a buy a ticket to that. You know, I would have a problem being in a room with someone like that because I would be almost like compelled to say, "So, uh, Monty Python, what's up with that?" (laughs) 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 And then like you'd have to like beat me up and all that stuff. (laughs) How's your queen? (laughs) So no, he's he's a great guy. He was he was a character, a lot of fun to work with. So let's talk about your solo career. I mean, I'm really interested in learning more about that, and I'm sure our followers and readers that are familiar with your work, and even those that are not familiar with your work, would would like to hear more about that. I mean, I've listened to your music, and it's it's very, you know, well, way of putting it, it's very metal, very 80s metal, but it's not tired, stagnant, lame. Oh, we're playing the same thing everyone else plays down on Sunset Strip. I mean, this is really good material, and uh, I'm probably not even listening to the newest stuff, but... I mean, I really like your work, and it's just the drive that you have when you're playing comes through the music. I mean, what is it like for you in the studio? And I know this is kind of like a question everybody asks. So, what's it like working in an album? I mean, I don't really, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be all fangirl on you or anything, but it's just, uh, it's an amazing process. And I like asking each artist that I talk to about their specific work. I mean, what it was like for them. That way, people that don't go in the studio know exactly how much work it is because I mean everybody just thinks you stand there going well I'm going to play the G chord you know they don't know what it's like so you know tell us the story yeah well I mean I'm, I'm the kind of I mean one, one of the reasons I, I enjoy my solo stuff so much is I'm the kind of musician where I really have a very clear idea of what I want to get you know like when I start working on something I mean I'm not the kind of I'm not the kind of guy who will go in the studio and just be like, "Hey, let's just jam and see what comes out." You know, I mean, I don't, I don't really do things like that. I, I really have a clear idea of what the end result, you know, that I'm really going for when I start. And so for me, it's, it's, um, 
you know, I, I hesitate to use the word calculated because that makes it sound like it's there's no art, artistic, uh, you know, thing involved. But but in, in in a way that is true. And and I mean, I really enjoy you know technical music. I mean, that's that's one reason why a lot of my influence my influences are very clear. I mean, it's like you said, it's it's clearly you know an '80s metal foundation. But then I tr- I try to build on that. I try to add new elements, whether it's uh, different instruments that that haven't been used before in a certain combination, or melodic ideas, and just different combinations of elements that maybe haven't been explored as much as they they could be. You know. So yeah, I mean, I, obviously the the stuff I'm influenced by. I mean, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Sabotage. I mean, Dio. You know, all these great classic metal artists. Uh, that's the stuff that my roots are really in, but you know, yeah, I mean, you can't just be doing you can't just be doing covers. I mean, you have to, you know, do something new and and something that pushes the envelope. So I, that's what I try to do. I, I hope I'm you know achieving that. that is more than definitely there i mean there's a lot of punch to it it's i mean it, you can tell it's not like oversampled or overworked i mean you don't have somebody there with pro tune pro tools just going crazy i mean you know you're actually putting in the blood the sweat and the tears and i'm I, it comes through when listening to every song and um you know during the podcast like i you know said we're going to be playing clips of the songs not full songs i want people to buy your albums so you know <laughs> That's, we're going to go that route, but I'm looking at your discography here. And um, 2009, Ramming Speed. Uh, 2010, uh, you had a work here, a duet with electric guitar. You worked on uh, Speed Force, Hands Without Shadows, Visions of Victory, Full Metal Thunder, and the list just goes on. And I mean, you've been very active. I mean, when do you sleep? I mean, do you ever get to sleep? <laughs> I, I, occasionally, occasionally I do. Let's see. Uh, usually, the the third Tuesday of every month, I, I take that day off, and I, I get a little sleep. But that's about it. So. No, I mean I, I I enjoy being busy. You know, I like having things to work on and things I'm working towards. You know, that's just kind of how I operate. If if I'm 
if I'm sitting still, you know, if I have nothing to do, I mean, I get really antsy and I, I, I get stressed out and that kind of thing. So. so, so who are some of the, I mean, obviously Hellion, but some of the other people that you've worked with that uh, you might want to think, well, these people were influences of mine and now I actually get to be on stage next to them or in the studio with them. I mean, who are some of the people you've worked with that, uh, you know, whose lives have you touched, so to speak, with your music in the industry? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, one of the albums you mentioned in my discography, Hands Without Shadows, that's a uh, Michelangelo Badio album, who's a phenomenal, just, you know, world-class shred guitarist. And I worked, uh, actually, on two of his albums. I worked on that one and then another one more recently called Intermezzo, uh, which actually has been nominated for um, by Guitar World for, like, uh, Shred Album of the Year or something like that, which is really cool. But, wow. Um, so, I mean, I've gotten to work with him uh, on, on several occasions, which has been just fantastic for me, because obviously he was a, a big influence of mine in terms of how I developed certain techniques and that kind of stuff. And and he's also an influence in almost um, kind of a business way or just the way he approaches the industry. I mean, he's, he's really, I mean, people give him a hard time about, you know, he does a lot of clinics, you know, like more clinics than band performances and things like that but I mean he's really made some good decisions as far as the business goes so you know there have been playing things that I've learned from him and, and a lot of other things too um, the uh, the duet track uh, that was a single that was also released on my Speed Force album which was an instrumental album that was with an elect- a cellist uh, named Tina Guo who's this phenomenal world class cellist she played electric cello on that thing. It was like a shred, you know, like a neoclassical shred guitar cello track. And I mean, she, I would she pay went money on to see after that. That, <laughs> <laughs> that I would, I well, would actually. She, really she went on after that, that to work with um, to work with Cirque du Soleil and and just some phenomenal acts, you know, later on. Wow. I mean, wait, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I'm sorry. It's like shred cello. I mean. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't think of it. I mean, you think you know. You think of cello as oh, you're sitting down and you know, and do some nice classical uh, elevator music or something. But no, I mean, it's, it's like it's an electric cello. It's amplified with distortion. I mean, you know, you get to use a lot of the same uh, effects pedals and so forth that you would with the guitar. And it's, I mean, it's it's a haunting, just intense sound. You know that she can get out of this thing. And I mean, it's, anybody who you know. You can go hear a sample of that track or something on iTunes, and it's uh, it's it's pretty killer, you know. All right, so so next question here, next question here, and and mind you, this is going to be aired on the internet, where thousands of people will be able to hear it in just a moment. <laughs> um, yesterday, I had the opportunity to interview Fang von Rathenstein from Lords of the of the Trident. Yes. The infamous, the infamous, the, the infamous, the, he, he needs help, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way, in a good way. But, um, he, you know, did guest vocals on, uh, visions of speed and thunder. I mean, how is that? I mean, cause I listen to his music. He's got a certain flavor to it and talking to him, you know, obviously it's a persona, but personas are only just two steps to the left of what a person actually is. So after talking to him, I realized, you know, this is the guy that I want to party, but not meet in a dark alley. So, I mean, <laughs> how, is it, how is it working with him? I mean, it must have been a blast. 
Oh, it, it was a blast. I mean, definitely, you know, you, you have to, you know, one of the things about collaborating with any other musician is you're not just collaborating in a musical sense. I mean, it's like, you know, you have to collaborate with that person's personality, you know, and of course that comes across in the music. But, um, I mean, the thing with Fang is, you know, he, uh, he did a killer job. The work was just flawless and that kind of thing. But I had to kind of jump through some hoops in order to have the music presented to him properly at that when i called him he was he was in the middle of uh drilling a mine shaft down about <laughs> 10 miles underneath uh, his hometown so he could build an underground uh, rehearsal space down there so i had to i had to let him finish that project right and then once once he that then he, he wanted me to put the uh put the backing tracks you know put the music and stuff and like the scratch vocals that i'd worked on for him i had to send that on a camel okay <laughs> over over to wisconsin and, and camels don't do well in wisconsin because it's too cold for them so you know i had to get blankets and all this stuff i mean it was this long long process and finally i got over there you know and then he emailed me the tracks and it was it was done with but i mean you know yeah in the end it came out great but man that was that was a chore <laughs> man. yeah i say it every podcast i love my job <laughs> this is so cool. So, um, the three tracks that we've been playing throughout the podcast, you know, March with Dragons, um, or, yeah, March with Dragons, uh, Power of Metal Compels, and Call of Metal. I mean, these are very, to me, and, you know, again, not being all fangirl, yay, um, very iconic in design. I mean, it's definitely something to get the, 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 blood boiling and you know you get the goosebumps and everything else when you listen to it i mean performing live what's what sort of response are you getting from the people that you're playing for i mean when they hear these tracks they just like lose it on you and you have to like run for cover or i mean you know what's it like well in all honesty i mean it's a mixture you know one of the challenges as a an artist you know when you're an independent artist um you know one of the challenges with live shows is is making sure you you do shows with other bands or other acts that are going to fit well with yours, you know, because, you know, I live in Los Angeles, and this is like, you know, this is the home of every possible sleazy music business, you know, thing that can happen. Uh, yeah. And so there's, there's all <laughs> these promoters, you know, who will try and set up shows with just whatever bands they can pull out of their ass, you know. And so, you know, my power metal band will show up and the band opening for us will be like, you know, a tambourine and like a panpipe <laughs> duet or something like that. You know, and so I've been to know, shows and, like and so that. That crowd is there. That crowd is there. And then we go on, and and they, you know, the people in the audience, you know, their hair falls out and they just kind of turn to dust, and you know, it's you know things like that so no i mean when when the situation is right you know when you get on a proper metal bill you know and you get you get booked with other bands that are going to work well then it's it's fantastic you know then the reaction is great because people who people who are into the kind of metal that i do i mean they're super passionate about it you know what i mean it's not like a casual uh it's, there, are, there are no casual metal fans you know yeah. at, at least in the stuff i'm doing so I mean, you know, people who love it really love it. So it's just a matter of getting in front of the right audience. 
It's amazing. It's, it's like I, I've gone to LA and seen like what you just said, where you know we're expecting to see a band like yours, and then the opening act comes out, and you're like, huh? Or you guys yeah. play, and then somebody else comes on. It's like well, that has nothing to do with it. And it, it's always wanted to find out from other artists, you know, what what like their favorite show was, what their worst show was. I mean, if you could have something never happen again, this this one gig you had that you would hope and pray never happened again and that nobody had video of, you know, which would that be? Well, there was uh, something that happened actually fairly recently on the Hellion tour, the North American Hellion tour. Uh-oh. And it was um, during the set, you know, I would do a uh, an extended, like, solo where it's, it's just me, you know, noodling and, and doing my crazy guitar stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of my time in the spotlight or whatever. So, you know, and, and at the end of this thing, I always, you know, like I hold the guitar up and I shake it and I do all these, you know, theatrics and this kind of thing. And then, you know, we kind of segue into into the next song. And uh, so I, I do my whole thing and I shake the guitar and, and, and I'm like, okay, great. And everybody's clapping and, you know, the solo went great, right? Mm-hmm. So I put, I put the guitar back on and I did, you know, I don't know exactly how I did it, but I did the classic rookie mistake and the strap came off the guitar right Uh-oh. so you know so the but but the guitar falls you know but i catch the thing right uh-huh. so so i'm trying to like but you know the, the next song is starting and i'm like fumbling around with it <laughs> you, know, you know i'm on stage in front Sorry. of everybody and so the the tour manager from the side of the stage he sees that i'm i'm having issues right and so he he runs out onto the stage but he didn't know what the problem was he thought there was something wrong with the get like something broke in the guitar i was just trying to put the strap back on so he runs out grabs the guitar from me and then runs off stage. <laughs> and and he's and what he was doing is he was going off stage to to grab my backup guitar right but there was nothing wrong with that guitar and so he runs off stage and there's this moment where i'm standing there like what the hell is this guy doing you know like and then i start running after him you know, so he's running across the stage, and I'm running after him, like, with my hands out. I'm like, no, 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 bring it back, bring it back, you know, this kind of thing. And then, of course, this is like, you know, the lights are on, everybody sees this thing. And this is, 
you know, it's just this ridiculous, like, you know, you know, act, you know, and, and, uh, and somebody out that, there I has really video that. If, that, if that never happened again, you know, but I mean, you just, you got to <laughs> roll with the punches and, you know, make the best of it. Well, you're definitely a professional because I mean, something like that happened. I'd be like, "All right, hang it up, time." You know, I mean, but you know, that's, I'm a wuss. <laughs> you know, I'll admit it. You know, I mean, uh, I just, I just couldn't take that kind of pressure. I mean, it's, it's an amazing job that you have, and uh, you know, the world is a better place for people like you being in it. So, what's, what's coming up next? What is coming up next for Maxwell Carlisle? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to play? What's going on? Well, there's there's stuff on both fronts. There's stuff going on with my solo band and stuff going on with Hellion. You know, the the last tour with Hellion was a big success. Uh, one of the coolest things was we got a lot of great, like, multi-tracked live recordings from a lot of the shows. So we're going to be mixing that stuff, and we're going to release a live record that's going to come out in, like, the first half of 2015. So that's going to be really cool. We're working on a bunch of new shows. Uh, you know, a bunch of new Hellion touring, hopefully getting over to Europe uh, wow. in this year, which is going to be awesome. We're working on, you know, new new songs that are going to be studio tracks. And uh, so that whole Hellion machine is just blasting forward and, and kicking ass. And then with my solo band, I've got a, a new album called The Visions of Speed and Thunder. We kind of talked about the title track earlier that Fang sings on. Mm-hmm. And... That is coming out. Uh, it's coming out February thirteenth in Europe, and February twentieth in the rest of the world. And I got a um, I got a European distribution deal for that, so it's going to be very well nice distributed and available. And, and that's that's a great thing for me. So, so that's that's coming out, and that's what that is basically. Is it's part compilation and part you know new new songs, and I basically went through and took some choice tracks from my previous release, uh, previous releases and remixed and remastered all of them. And then there's some brand new tracks in there too. So if somebody just wants to go out and get a really solid picture of what I'm about in terms of my solo material, that's, that's the thing for them to grab. And where can they pick up your material online? Well, all the, all the usual places. I mean, if you want to do downloads, you can go to Amazon, you can go to iTunes, if you want physical products, you can go right to my web store. Go to my website, maxwell.com. That's Maxwell spelled with three X's. I've got a web store. I'll, I'll ship stuff anywhere in the world. And, uh, yeah, all, all good things. I think there's even some of my stuff floating around on eBay. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, you mentioned about your material being released in Europe. It's becoming a really, really great place over there for metal. A lot of bands are... Uh, touring and putting out the material and it's, it's really hitting Europe scene and then of course it comes here and uh, you know we're like well why didn't we get it first yeah, you, yeah you gotta be definitely. there that happens, <laughs> that happens in Japan too like Japan gets you know they'll get like five mm-hmm. extra songs that nobody else gets and things like that well I want five extra songs <laughs> <laughs> alright well Maxwell thank you very much for being on In The Groove with Zombie With Magazine and myself and um just keep rock on. We're going to go ahead and end up the podcast with the call of metal. And uh, right on, just man. want to encourage people to check out your site, um, check you out when you're playing with Hellion, and just, you know, live the metal life because, I mean, it is just rocking. So you have yourself a great evening. Thank you very much. And to all of our fans, followers, listeners, weird strangers hanging out, lurking in the corners, you know, giggling to themselves, this is Joseph Timmons. I'm with Magazine. Peace out. <laughs>